many tackles can one man break? Touchdown. Cross to the middle. We are back, Husker fans, with another episode of Generation Red, the kettle corn of Husker fan podcast, where we do our best to be sweet, but at times we get salty. And there's just three pretty salty sons of guns in here tonight to talk about the uh, spring game we watched yesterday, which we think it was a game, but mostly it was a practice. And uh, (sighs) sorry, just remembering what I watched yesterday. Uh, for me, it wasn't all that exciting, but uh, at the same time, yes, I did watch the YouTube highlights and all that good stuff that uh, you sent me, Scott, and it was pretty good. I do have a little bit better opinion of how the game went. Um, but before we get to the game, uh, first of all, we've got a guest with us today, a guest who's here because he finished in second place, because indeed, I do believe in participation trophies. So, Luke, you are our trophy guest, I suppose. So welcome to the stream, my friend. Hi, I'd like to thank the Academy for having me, and uh, I hope no one hits me tonight. Well, we're, we're meeting virtually, so that'd be a long damn run to your stage to smack you, so that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but you might get booted if you're not careful. Anyway, oh boy. Here we go. So, Luke was good enough to finish second place in our plus-minus game this last season, and uh, so here he is. To help us review a little bit of the spring game, uh, and you know, I have to ask this question, Luke, because I never really have asked it, and I thought, what a better place to ask it than on a live stream? Um, what's the freaking deal with the paper towels, man? Why do we always have to find our paper towels somewhere where they're not supposed to freaking be whenever you're at our? I, house? I have not been allowed to strike in quite some time, and I can you guys can be lucky about that. I've not been invited over in some time, and I feel. There's some resentment about that, but you know, um, I was even able to do, I think at your wedding, Scott. So, I mean, I, I, yes. uh, no one is safe <laughs> yeah, ever, <laughs> um, but I think it all started because I couldn't find them once. And then, uh, they were literally just right there. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to put them where I'm going to find them every time. And I put them in the fridge for the first time. And then it took, I think, I think it took your wife like an hour or so to find them and was yelling at everybody to see where they were. And man, it yeah. was great watching her put groceries away in the refrigerator, burying the paper towels that she didn't know were there. And so ever since then, it's just tradition. You can't, you, you don't mess with tradition. Yeah, yeah. Hell. Oh, shoot. I'm not complaining. Yeah, for, for those who are listening, uh, Luke and I have been good friends since uh, our beginnings in the humble abode formerly known as uh, Wendy's. Um, that was where Luke and I met and we hit it off right away. We knew that we were going to be best friends by the time. We're never allowed to work together again. Exactly. (laughs) Within the first week of us working the same shifts, our general manager made it a point that Luke and I were never on the same uh, crew (laughs) after that point. Because we were just we were uh, disruptive at work. Uh, we it's thought it was funny, but it's it's very much possible that the uh, that the customers were not as enthralled with our 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 somewhat questionable humor at times. Uh, 
<laughs> and yes, and yes, he would come over quite often and he would purposefully leave the paper towels somewhere in the refrigerator, sometimes the freezer. He'd mix it up every once anywhere, in a while. Anywhere. And, you, can't, you can't go to the same place. That's how you know where they are. You got to find them. I couldn't yeah. find them and now everyone can't find them. So we're all, <laughs> we're all well, in it now. I distinctly remember one day. I was home off the road from somewhere. I don't remember where, but I didn't know you were at the house, Luke. Um, until about five minutes after I got home, I heard my wife open the fridge, and then I heard right after that, Luke! So, yeah, that's how I knew you were at the house. And then that generally was the MO from then on. If you were at the house, it was my wife would find the paper towels in the fridge, and that's how I found out you were at the house. So, uh, <laughs> So it's really good. Good to have you on here, Luke. We're glad you played the plus minus game last year, and uh, glad to come in second. What can I yeah, say? Hey, it's a talent. You know, you're you're the first uh, second place finisher. You finished first ahead of you're third. not first or last. So that's cool. First um, place in the summer guard. You know, before we get to the spring game, you know, uh, good lord, this last week uh, it was difficult to be a truck driver out there with those sixty five mile an hour winds. I sure hope anybody who's watching or listening to this later. Uh, didn't have any issues last week. I know for me, I lost part of a load, so that was fun. <laughs> Somebody had to pick it up off the side of the road for me and flag me down because I had no idea. I was wow. doing everything I could to keep the truck on the road. So, um, <clears throat> you guys have any issues with wind doing what you guys do? Uh, for me, yes. Uh, I just am constantly in and out of my work truck, going in and out of apartments all the time. So I have to be very mindful that when I'm grabbing something out of the cabin of my truck that I am holding on to the door the whole time because there was actually an incident, uh, back, uh, around winter time last winter that we had just in stupid frozen snowfall where it was like snow then frozen ice and snow then frozen rain then so it was just a terrible compilation of of winter weather and when we went to go actually remove the snow it was oh. blowing at about 40 45 miles an hour and i went to open up my door and it just went whoom and just smashed the crap oh. out of a residence mirror um oh, so man. uh yeah, left them a note and got in contact with them. To, left uh, them a note. Yeah, Con- left them a contact note. Contact your local maintenance man. <laughs> yeah, we had to contact them and like, hey, sorry, we smashed the living crap out of your mirror. Uh, we'll pay for that. So. <laughs> you should have been like, the mirror was crooked. Maintenance tried to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Your mirror just so happened to be smashed, and I was the uh, good guy. In the in the situation, no, no, I smashed the crap out of their mirror. So uh, sorry, yeah, room two hundred eight. Didn't <laughs> yeah. mean to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, but oh, so man. I haven't had that issue yet this year. But it's I've had a few close calls where I've I've had to like last second grab the door and it was like an inch away from hitting somebody's door and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrendous. Not a fan. See, I've smashed my own arm and foot in my door just because I don't want to deal with it ever hitting that car next to me because of the wind. And so then the wind will then blow it back into me. I'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's cool. Right into the shin. Mm -hmm. Or right into the arm or yeah, right to the right to the kneecaps. Heck, I've slammed my own hand in the door because I thought I left my keys in there enough times. So I mean I think we're gonna get used to it after a while. (laughs) You would think. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I think. I think if I think, I wouldn't have that problem. Well, this is true. This is true. <laughs> um, you know, uh, in, on the old man side of news, I'm going in for a consultation on Wednesday for cataract surgery. Ooh. 
can't wait. Um, actually, it's a good thing simply because uh, for any of you who don't know what truck I drive, it's probably a good thing she don't want to be knowing that I'm coming at you because if you're coming at me, I can't tell the difference between your headlights and the streetlights. So um, I'm really looking forward to getting to the point where I got good eyesight and I don't need glasses and I can actually buy real sunglasses again for the first time since 1988 when I was dating your mother, Scott. So just ooh, friends. Buddy. They were just friends. Yeah, we were just, no, we were dating. We were way more than <laughs> trust me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then also being able to do this stream and look in the camera and not see the glare from the TV screen on my sunglass on my glasses would be nice too. So, um, <clears throat> before we went to the spring game yesterday, Scott, we had a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, oh, we got yeah. to go hang out, hang out with some, uh, other Husker fan base podcasts. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Go Big Redcast, uh, Luke, but uh, they're I've checked pretty them good. Out a couple times after you guys, yeah, like, showed them around. Yep, they're good dudes, and got to hang out with a couple of those guys and and a couple of gals from a podcast called Poppin' Kernels. And uh, we're hoping to have uh, Meg and Abby on our pod, hopefully sometime this summer before the show before the season starts they talk, kind of talked to Meg a little bit and she thought August might work so um, get the popcorn ready get the pop and kernels going yeah it's going to be fun uh met <laughs> some other cool cool dudes like Jim and Gary and if i remember right wasn't Gary the one that's going to Dublin Ireland with uh, Redcast Robin Oh Hulk are they Scott, really or was good it for Jim I don't yeah, remember yeah, it was it was Gary. It was Gary. Okay. Shout out to Gary, uh, an a- anesthesiologist. Um, wow, yes, congrats, Gary, not the snail. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> SpongeBob references. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Gary was a cool guy. Jim was a cool guy. It was super fun. Formally meeting Honky uh, is it it. As we talked to Redcast Rob, you know, he was bummed out that he wasn't able to be on our, our live stream that we had yeah. uh, with Honky. But like like we talked about, he was out of state and going through a terrible area with no cell reception. And his wife was like, are you really going to live stream right now in the car? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yep. probably not. Um, so, yeah, shout out to those guys. It was super fun meeting them. Uh, we just honky if you're listening like thank you so much for all the uh positive uh comments that you gave us um and we look forward to collaborating with you guys some more in the future absolutely that was a heck of a lot of fun so why don't we i don't have any stinger videos this week because dang it i wanted to come up with an outline (laughs) so i can't put up a quick little video between so transition <laughs> doing my doing my best Wayne's World impression. Um, Wayne's World. I don't know if you see that where they do that. <laughs> yes, but uh, <laughs> I'm in that goofy '80s mood. Uh, spring game. So let's take a look Classic. back at the spring game. Uh, I just a thought that I had overall on the game as a whole. I know I made a comment on the Redcast when they did their their uh, rapid reaction show. I did make a comment that our kind of overall reaction at the time was meh. Yeah. You know, it was kind of kind of rough watching an offense be hamstrung by the fact that there wasn't tackling because yeah. there was an advantage to the defense. Uh it was, you know, 29 to 10 at halftime because the defense all they had to do was touch off. Yeah. And they were able to earn pretty easy points, but in the in spite of that, um Anthony Grant had that spectacular run there in the first quarter which for me made him the standout uh, player on offense because he did that when it was touch football 
and nobody yes. put a hand on him. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. ran right into the middle of the line and nobody put a hand on him. So uh, that was pretty impressive. Um, any other, you guys have any overall thoughts on the game as you watched it? Um, yeah, no, the, the Anthony Grant run, I watched it multiple times, um, in, you mm-hmm. know, like a highlight reel and, you know, I've watched it like frame by frame to see, was there a guy who was going to actually tackle him? And no, there wasn't. He was very elusive. He had the mm-hmm. angle on each little cutback that he made. And mm-hmm. yeah, he might've not had the most impressive top speed, but he definitely has a really good acceleration behind his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just, I was impressed by that. My, I guess the other overall impression that I had was that I really couldn't take much away from either side of the line inside of our interior line. I could not, I could not figure out a way to interpret anything that was happening there. Um, it just seemed like, if the offensive line was getting a push the next play, the defensive line would get a good push and it would just go back and forth between the two of them. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I I suspect that it's probably going to mean that we will have a less than desirable interior line for both sides of the ball this year, which is worrisome. That's probably the most worrisome takeaway that I, that I took from the spring game overall, but Mm -hmm. Uh, Those were kind of the two main takeaways was Anthony Grant looked stellar off uh, offense and defensive line did not look particularly impressive. Um, And then I suppose our quarterback room just looks deep. Um, That's the last, that's the last point. My overall take (laughs) is that for the first time in the frost era, I feel like we have a lot of depth in our quarterback room with talent. Um, yeah, I'd say that those are my three main takeaways. Okay, how about you, Luke? Well, I'm just kind of happy to see an offense without Martinez for a minute, just to see where we'd have something to do that's not all around what this one guy may or may not decide to do on his terms. So, I mean, it's kind of nice seeing that. I'm liking how our run game actually wants to go through people and continue that, even though when we had a touch for a while, even yet, just like, Still, during the second when they tried to tackle him for a minute, they wanted to see what he was going to do. And I feel like he just didn't really look away from it and went into it. I'm glad to see that's back in us oh. running. And I'm just yeah. kind of really – like when I, during the quarterback debate, I feel a little bad for Smothers just because I feel like he's been waiting for Martinez to get out the door, and now that he's gone, it's he, – like, it almost seems like he felt the pressure of, I really need to perform over this guy from Texas that we just got in and this other guy that just came in. And Purdy, Purdy looked comfortable. The whole he didn't have that many great throws or anything, but he just looked like he was ready oh, to that, just enjoy that space. That what he dime, had he, that dime he dropped into AJ Rollins, though, yeah. was a thing of beauty. Uh, yeah. That was it was beautiful. Best, and that's another thing. Our receivers are really glad to like. I'm I'm happy that the receivers want to get out and make those jumps and make those wants mm-hmm. to get the ball instead of being Absolutely. like, oh, I might not go for that. And even during a spring game, I understand you have more confidence at the beginning to kind of go out because you know you're not going to get hit. But I mean, you're in double coverage and even jumping over these guys. Like, good on. Yeah, keep doing that. I want yeah. to see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, he put that ball in the perfect place too. Mm-hmm. So I was. I, I think s- we're going to see a quarterback competition in the fall. I really oh, yeah. do. Go ahead. I Scott, wanted I'm to. Uh, I wanted to expand a little bit on Yant. What you had said. Yes, I think. I think Yant looked good, especially considering the fact that we mostly saw him in the first half when it was no touch. And one of the notable things that I saw was near the end of the second quarter. And the red squad was right around the 32 yard line. 
inside of the white territory and Yant ran it up the gut for maybe four or five yards, but then he took it all the way to the end zone anyway. Um, and I think he might've earned, you know, happy points from Applewhite for that kind of effort. Cause I know that Applewhite had talked about that. One of the, uh, one of the things that they're doing in their practice is that you go to the end zone. It doesn't matter if you get touched or tackled or whatever. Well, I guess if you're tackled, you don't want to just get up and just go run to the end zone for no mm-hmm. reason, but he wants get them to take to scoring. it, get used to scoring, get used to uh, running to that goal line. And the fact that Yant did that right there, I think he definitely earned some brownie right. points for that. Instead of Absolutely. looking at that stop that's going to get you and just giving up on the play like we've done in the past, I was really good to see mm-hmm. that he's just like, I'm not going to stop. Nope. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act like I would in a game, and I'm going to that end zone. So that was that was something that I that I thought of when you had said that. That was yep. notable. One of, one of my uh, definite takeaways is kind of what you'd said earlier, Luke, and I think you might have mentioned it too, Scott, that's, that Smothers definitely still needs a lot of work on his passing skills. Uh, there's no if ands, or buts about the fact that that dude's an athlete and there's got to be a place on the field to put him if he can't line up as QB1 or QB2. Because, mm-hmm. um, my goodness, he was he was elusive. He was able to buy himself a little bit of time when things started collapsing around him. But I also did notice that the guys were not afraid to stay in the pocket, even when guys yeah. like Garrett Nelson were running in there and touching off on him all the time. Um because that's that's what I took away from the line too, Scott. When you were talking about that a minute ago, I took away the fact that Garrett Nelson's gonna be that guy, unquestionably oh, yeah. gonna Head be hunter. that guy that's that's gonna be out there most of the time at that one outside linebacker spot. And I don't think he loses his spot if somebody like an O'Shawn Mathis uh, decides to come here. I don't think he gives up his spot. I think somebody like Tanner or you know, uh, I thought Butler looked good too. I kind of Butler wrote him did down look good. too. looked good. Um, I thought he was a standout player on defense with the six tackles, three of them solo, one sack, a tackle for loss, and a quarterback hurry. Ooh. So I thought he did quite a bit for a guy that's really not done much since he's been here. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, just a couple of any any other comments at all, guys, that you have. I want to say oh, a big one that I don't think that we've talked about yet. We can go kick. Ahead. We can kick the ball. The, the first punt that we had going off landed on the three. I don't want to blame the receiving team that might have lost it in the wind or the sun, but I mean, it landed dime perfect on the three. We can we're getting comfortable with kicking the ball. I'll take maybe maybe missing one of those field goals, maybe two. I didn't really catch the end of the game. I think we only missed one, didn't we, Scott? Yeah, yeah, we missed one. It was from forty-two yards, um, and that is Came not right going to be our starter. It's it, <laughs> no. it was Chase Contreras. What was it, Bushini? Bushini, I think, is our starter right now, or is he just punter? Uh, he's our punter. He's just he's our punter. punter. We've got Timmy Bleakroad coming in from uh, Furman. Um, Furman, yeah, yeah. He so he's got. He's got a leg. He's got a really accurate uh, place-kicking leg to get those field goals and those extra points, and he is the guy that we are going to be leaning on here uh, in the fall to actually be our starter. So we didn't actually get to see uh, our standout uh, place-kicker. But, yeah, uh, uh, Bushimi, he kind of – it was like one or the other. I mean, he – he bombed it a few times and then there were a few times where he just shanked it way, way out left or right. Um, but his, his actual, his actual ceiling for his, for his, uh, his leg strength is, is definitely notable hundred percent. 
Um, no doubt that, about that it. was I mean, that was a positive thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were bummed out to see it get shanked, but I mean, it's still the spring. He's yeah. he just he just got on campus this last this last winter. Or and you're dealing like with the early. wind that we had, and that's yeah, yeah. He he had the most trouble punting into the wind, um, which I think he was trying to directional directionally punt or something or working yeah. on something, and he and it just didn't work out well. But he did have two punts that were over fifty yards. One sixty three. The other one was just under six sixty, if I remember right, and out of. For the entire game, he averaged 40.3, which we kind of want to get up into that 45 per mm-hmm. punt range, which I think he's obviously got the leg to do it. Uh, to me, it's certainly an upgrade. I mean, he reminds – looking at him, just stature-wise, when he first lined up to take that hit that first punt from our end of the field, Scott, I was like, holy cow, this is like looking at Sam Fultz because he's built like him. He's like a oh, linebacker. he's a, built like a freaking – and he runs. Brickhouse. You saw him go down to cover a couple of his own punts, and he can run. And he does like to tackle ball carriers. So he's kind of like Sam Fultz, part two. We just need to get keep some, him out of the car on a really, there. On a really yeah. slippery, rainy day in Wisconsin. If that doesn't happen, we get to keep him. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But a uh, uh, couple of other things that kind of struck me was. Um, I thought Harburg's TD throw to Camonte Grimes in the third quarter was was a really nicely thrown ball. But then that interception he threw, he was the only one to throw an interception in the game, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing that the only interception was thrown by one guy. Uh, so that's cool. Um, but it was a really bad decision. So it was. Um, I'm guessing we're going to have we're going to have one one heck of a quarterback competition going into fall. I don't know if you guys saw that, you know, Thompson, as much as we couldn't see what he did, Scott, because he was kind of coming the other direction. So we really couldn't see some of those throws he made until I watched the video today. I was like, oh, shoot, that first throw he did, what, for 10 yards? Rifles. Double yeah, first coverage, play of the game to Borkrich. Double Bork- coverage and yeah. puts it exactly where it had Borkature. to be that the two guys oh. weren't, you know. So uh, that was impressive. Um, yeah, his – his only incomplete pass was to Elante Brown and it was underthrown pretty badly. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, he only threw the ball four times. He only threw the ball yeah. four times. I wish we could have saw, got to see him more. They My, were really worried about health. I think they were worried I, about just making sure dudes got a few reps, got in yeah. front of the crowd and then got him out of the game and got those younger kids yep. a lot more experience. And, and I think it's uh, important. That was I think a one, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I do think that another part of that was that our coaching staff probably wanted to keep their cards really close to their chest um, and exactly. not give Northwestern well, any sort of useful mm-hmm. film to study about exactly. Thompson before going to Dublin. Was that yeah, what you were going to say? Exactly. I was going to be like, they just didn't want to give that confirmation of who our starter is or really give into that feed. They really wanted, since we have this big talk of who our quarterback is or who we're going to even settle on, you might as well leave that mystery up until August 27th. And yep. that's all it yeah. is. I, I completely, yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. And the fact that Mark Whipple wasn't even calling the plays yesterday. I was yeah. surprised about that. He had two graduate yeah. assistants calling the plays. And if I understand, I don't know if his his son does work with him with the quarterbacks. I don't know if he's considered a GA or if he's a he's an analyst. I'm thinking he's right. a GA because he's working directly with the players. So maybe it was uh Whipple Jr. that was calling the plays yesterday. Well, I mean, you'd still see him there like making notes or whatever he was in that little notebook that he had going mm-hmm. in front of him. And so I mean I didn't know if he was oh, yeah. maybe critiquing or wanted to see what like 
his assistants wanted to do or his staff yeah, around maybe him providing to do. feedback. Yeah. Like one yeah, of the, he was on, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say one of the parts that I'm sure he was probably smiling about. I didn't, I, even in the, in the highlights, I couldn't see uh, Whipple's uh, face. Uh, but when they did that little trick play with Alante Brown, where they yeeted it over to Alante and he mm. was going to, and he was just going to go toss it up down the field. Um, it didn't work out as planned, but it was definitely the one trick play that they that they pulled off and or that they didn't pull off in the spring game. And that was, I'm sure Whipple was probably grinning at that point. It was just like, oh, you oh, beaters. Sure. Well, it's at least one thing that's on film for Fitzgerald to go, oh crap, they might throw this at me. Yeah, I feel like we've always sure had we're looking for that about our trick plays. We have. I mean, Frost has been pretty good at, at throwing some stuff out there that people haven't seen before. And I know Whipple's seen it all, so I have no doubt that there is some... I did see some similarities between what Frost was running last year and what Whipple is running this year, but, you know, it's again, it's a spring game where they're not showing a lot of stuff. So yeah, and I mean, they're never going to see probably what we've seen before and not what you're going to see. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where we go. Uh, from here, so now we're now we're to the off season. Um, but before we get there, as I said, standout player on D was uh, Jamari Butler, six tackles, three of them solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, one quarterback hurry. Um, Trevor Lu- Trevin Lubin was the leading rusher, guy I didn't even know was on roster until I read the rosters two days before the game. Uh, Ninety-one yards at eight carries, eleven yards per carry, with a long run of thirty-two. Uh, A.J. Rollins, a tight end, was the leading receiver, which I think is pretty notable since, uh, as we talked about last week, Scott, that a lot of these new plays now have tight end as the first read for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, with a long of 27, and that was on that really nice toss from Purdy. And then the leading passer was also uh, Chubba Purdy. was 5 for 10 for 63 really? with that long of 27 to Rollins. So, and then Grant Taggy. Uh, Jerry Taggy, the guy that led Nebraska to their first national championship back in 1970, uh, was the leading tackler with eight, four of them being solo tackles. So that's just kind of some overall thoughts on the spring game. Scott, last episode, we did some players to watch and some players that we thought were going to excel. Um, yes. Let's take a look at how they actually did here real quick. On offense, we had, I had um, – a player to watch for me was Anthony Grant. I probably should have picked him to excel because <laughs> he had six rushes for 71 yards, 69 net yards, one touchdown of 60 yards and 11.5 yards per carry and one reception for 15 yards. And he showed pretty good hands on that. So hmm. your offensive player was uh Yant, right? Yep. And Yant, like I said earlier, uh, or maybe I didn't say it, Oh, my wife just let the dog in the bedroom. It's like, what was that noise? It's all good. Um, yeah, Lant, Lant, Yant, Yant looked good overall. Um, <laughs> he seemed to be more explosive, and you can definitely tell he has slimmed down mm-hmm. a bit, but he just still looks <laughs> pretty intimidating with his size. Um, and I do think that he will do some good things this year. And if if there's one takeaway that I have with him playing mostly in the first half. Uh, and not necessarily seeing full contact for most of the spring game is that going into next year, I think he's going to probably play with a chip on his shoulder, knowing that his bad habits from last year really did hinder his ability to be useful, play in, play out. 
Mm-hmm. And I really want to be surprised if he is in constant rotation with, with Johnson and Grant. Um, and like I said, just, just mm-hmm. in relation to earlier, uh, the reason why I think that is because of what he did near the end of that second quarter with that effort that he showed going mm-hmm. to the goal line. Um, that was just a small, tiny little nuance. Um, but it was, it was just enough for me to go, Hmm. Hmm. I think, I think he, I think he wants to be everything that he could possibly be for this offensive squad. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm glad that I picked him as a player to watch. Um, cause when I watched him, I liked what I saw. Yep. 11 rushes, 29 yards. Average just under three yards per carry. I think that yards per carry would have been a hell of a lot uh, bigger, and he would have had a lot more yards if they were actually playing tackle football in the first half. Yeah, because he would have gotten, he would have tacked on at least two more yards after contact because he would have dragged those guys with him. Easy. So, yep. And then players on defense to watch. I had Ernest Hausman. That was not a bad pick. He's second leading tackler on the team yesterday yeah. with seven total tackles six solo one tackle for loss and a quarterback hurry and then you had Kapai, which was also another not a bad pick i think he was fourth or fifth on the team in tackles with five uh and three solo any comments yep. on those um not really because it was <laughs> i think it was mostly well, my initial impression when we were at the game was that it seemed like a defensive show showcase, but rewatching the highlights, there was definitely more to be seen on the offense than I had previously had the impression of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, like Jamari Butler looked good. I mean, Grant Taggy. I mean, granted it was, no pun intended, granted it was in uh, the <laughs> second half when we were putting in our threes and our fours and a lot of the walk-ons. Um yeah, you know, we had Grant Taggy, Ernest Hausman, uh, Mackay uh, Bayer. I, I mean, he, he racked Bayer up seven whatever. total. Yep. Yeah, he, he racked up seven tackles. And then another another Hausman, uh, Ashton Hausman, uh, he he got a total of three tackles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it was it was interesting. Um, I was I was impressed with Kapai. He looked like he was running around all over the field. Um, and that was probably the best impression that I had of him was just his, his, uh, his running around, running around everywhere. Or Kapai, did I say Kapai or Houseman? Uh, I, I, I meant you, you Kapai. The other, you meant, yeah, yeah, he was right. Well, Malga Clements made a little bit of noise too. I think he had four or five tackles for the day too. So yep. he seemed to show up on quite a few of the highlights there that they showed on YouTube, that link that you sent. Hey, hey Luke, was there a couple of players on offense or defense that you were kind of watching? yesterday to see what they would I do. mean I really just wanted to see what Grant was all the hype was about him because a lot of people said there was the speed and all this and acceleration for him but I mean I was still waiting to see Yant get more settled in than he did last year I was more yeah, wanting okay. to see some of our old players that didn't really get their big shine like Smothers I wanted to see if they could either feel the pressure or play with the pressure and right. for Smothers you really saw him I feel like play with the pressure not kind of just going with it like you can kind of see him kind of get overwhelmed at times when you wouldn't when, when you'd see Purdy just get comfortable and do some dime passes or Thompson just rifle and even though when Thompson was having some misses because he would just overpower it seemed and it would just either go a little flat or a little short. But then, I mean, you just kind of see some others more worried about if he should run, if she move. And I don't know. There was 
it was just kind of seeing a lot of the players that were already there and settle in. I'm more trying to see. I wish I could see more of the defense than I did, just because I feel like with it being in the spring game, they could not really, I guess, be as aggressive. Yeah, because yeah, because the number ones, like all of our ones, like uh, mm-hmm. all of the, our starters were basically playing two hand touch for most of the game. So we really didn't yeah. get to see a full defensive showcase. And whatever we did get to see that was impressive was really in the second half, which was our twos and our threes and our fours really running the show out there. And so that's why really I feel like can't interpret that. And that's why I feel like you got to see a lot of more tackles from some of the players where, because you're just sitting there instead of being all engaged and trying to get your sack or trying to get in there and get your tackles, you're sitting there being able to look around and follow the play and see what's going on more right. than being involved in your job as murdering the man with a well, ball. There's, there's <laughs> that, to your point, Luke, you, you're making an excellent point because if you look at the video on YouTube, uh, that it's like a 25-minute long deal where they show a lot of the big plays of the game, mm-hmm. there was the the Camonte Grimes catch for a touchdown where he fingertips it and it pops out of his hand and he grabs it. Miles Farmer was right there and ready to light his ass exactly. up. Oh, he, he would have gotten would, just – have Destroy. lit his ass up if it weren't for the fact that they're there to take care of each other as players. Mm-hmm. They even had that on and, punt uh, returns where they wouldn't do the they yep. wouldn't call the fair catch and they just sit there and catch the ball and take off for like fifteen yards. It's like, what are you running for? There was five people ready to murder you. You wouldn't be standing yep. if you didn't. He just did it for finesse points, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, Tommy absolutely. Hill, when he took that back for, yeah, like 15, yep. 10, 15 yards, just style He's, points. You know? Tommy Hill's trying, I think Tommy Hill was trying to make up for the fact that he couldn't catch Anthony Grant because that's <laughs> who was trailing him and damn near stumbled and fell trying to catch him. So, yeah, <laughs> I think he was maybe making up for it a little bit there. <laughs> well, we had a few players that we picked to excel, Scott, and we were pretty close. I mean, well, except for on offense. Uh, you picked Alante Brown, who didn't catch a ball, even though he was targeted a couple times. Uh, arguably, the one that he missed was uh, was a little low and a little bit outside, a little bit tough to catch. And then he was on that trick play and couldn't quite get her done. Uh, I picked Trey Palmer, two whopping receptions for 11 yards, but he was only in there as long as Casey Thompson was. So yeah, I mean, both of those balls he caught from Casey. Uh, so you can see that those two guys are probably going to be pretty simpatico with one another. Uh, all season but if that if that holds true if he's going to target him 50 percent of the time that he's out there because that's 50 percent of thompson's passes right if you extrapolate that out to a full game and he targets him 10 times in a game and he gets five yards every time five or ten five to seven yards a time that's not a bad day so um defense I picked Nash Huttmacher. He had a two total tackles, one solo and one assist, unass, unassisted, or one assisted. Duh. Solo would be unassisted. Yeah. English, Ken. Jeez Louise. Uh, and then you picked Garrett Nelson, which was a good pick, even though he had only two total tackles. Both of them were sacks. Both of them were behind the line of, yard, line of scrimmage, and there was a total of 10 yards loss. But with the caveat, the fact that all he had to do was go, boop, you're down. <laughs> you know? Right. So... Um, but yeah, did, were there any players that you thought Luke were going to throw some crazy numbers out there? Or we're going to do some excellent, make some excellent plays. So there's well, a lot I mean, of guys who did, and a lot of them weren't the guys we're expecting to start in the fall. Right. I mean, how many players, how many plays did Thompson actually get to play? Like 13 or 
four was it really he had four? four passes yeah, yeah. Four well there passes. was four pass attempts he was out there for maybe like seven or eight snaps probably and i think yeah. they had an interview lady walk up to him right after he got done he's like you only had 13 plays like how do you feel you did he's like you just had this face like i wish i could you know get out there and actually play like and then that's what i mean yeah. like, you couldn't really see enough to really kind of hope for numbers to be done because i mean we didn't even really have a spring game we just kind of had that practice and right. so i mean it was it was at least good to see them out there and like moving well and playing well and having that chemistry at least show so i'll take seeing that chemistry over seeing some high numbers and play sure yeah sure absolutely how about on defense was there anybody that you thought would excel that did i i'm not like i'm not said. too knowledgeable about the defense since i didn't really see them <laughs> yeah you didn't see much Fair except enough. a lot of two-hand touch but uh my- I was going to say, uh, go ahead. Uh, my main takeaway with my pick, which was Garrett Nelson, was that even though only had two total tackles, which were sacks and they were for a loss with a, with a boop, um, just watching him, watching him on the field, getting his guys ready to go, being the vocal leader out on the field and mm-hmm. on the sidelines, constantly hyping his dudes up. Like there was one part that I laughed pretty hard at which we were lining up to punt and uh and Garrett Nelson was sitting there on the side like like shimmying up to the line like messing with the with the guard that was that was out on the outside trying to guard him and uh and he was just messing with him just like I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you don't you know you worry yeah he's I'm a dog I'm gonna eat your shit boy and uh and that was uh that was one of those things that if there was anybody on the field that was a noticeable physical leader, just based mm-hmm. on their, their, uh, their presence, dude, Garrett mm-hmm. Nelson was exactly, exactly what I expected, but even took it a step further with just at any given moment, if you paid close attention to what Garrett Nelson was doing at any given moment, he was doing the right thing and he was doing it with tenacity and with pride. And he like embodies mm-hmm. the black shirt mentality. And yes, that is that it, even though statistically he might've not excelled per se, I think in a leadership role on our black shirt um, side of things, like dude is a black shirt through and through. And I am just mm-hmm. insanely proud of the guy. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. I know you only got a, that uh, YouTube video of the spring game also had just a little snippet of his interview with the BTN network. And he was talking specifically about what it really means to be a black shirt and what it means to do things right all the time, every time, not just on the field, but off and all those kinds of things. And yeah, he's going to, if there's going to be a uh, bona fide leader in that locker room on that defensive side of the ball, if he doesn't have a captain's, he doesn't get voted captain this year, I'll be quite frankly, really surprised, but I think he will. I have no doubt oh, that yeah. he will. Um, so <clears throat> we were way, way off on our plus minus game, Scott. Yes, we were. <laughs> but, but uh, you know what? In our defense, this was back when we did not know what the format of the game would be. Last yeah. year, we went based off of last year's point total when they actually played football and it wasn't two hand. <laughs> it was still two hand touch in the first half, but it was an actual game. It wasn't yeah. just. Defense the, can earn points for this and offense <laughs> earns points for that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'd set it at 42. It was the plus minus number, and I'd pick plus seven for 49, and you'd pick plus three for 45, and the actual total was 82. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I mean, based on what we thought we were going to do, is there really a winner this week? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm the one. I'd that's say you guys highest. have to win since you guys went to the game at least and actually enjoyed yourselves. <laughs> so, so I mean, closest to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think if we were to uh, just look at it just strictly from a an offensive standpoint, I think you would have won if it were the traditionally point counted system because i think across the board on both sides of the offense they were balling out um yeah. i mean scoring a total of 39 points like they probably would have done something just like that right around the 35 38 point range if it were just the traditional you know sure. spring game layout so yeah i think dad definitely takes the cake for that one um yeah i think that's uh i think that's pretty much it <laughs> You win. Good job, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) One whopping point. So, and then as I mentioned to you, right as we got on on the stream here, or I think it was that I completely forgot to uh, to post the plus minus game on Facebook or Twitter. So nobody got to play with us. So wow, I was wondering what I missed out on. Yeah, no, I didn't miss anything. See, anybody can get second. I'm telling you. It's a very, yeah. it's a very strategic game. Yeah. You gotta be right there. All you have to but, do is, is you just can't post get something. second if you don't get the chance to play. And I didn't even give you a freaking chance to play. So uh, I mean, I got second fair and square. <laughs> so anyway, um, well, shoot, that pretty much wraps up our review of the spring game, guys. Unless there's anything else, any burning comments that you want to make about anything that you saw yesterday. Um, the one thing that, uh, Luke alluded to, and I think you did too, dad, is that I, honestly, I'm just, uh, I'm pretty disappointed with, with, uh, Logan Smothers. Um, I, I really was an apologist for Logan Smothers this for the past few years. Um, but the last, the last thought I had was just like, damn, I hope that they can find a way to plug him in. Cause mm-hmm. based on the evidence of, this spring game and then a little bit of uh, the Iowa game. He just lacks an arm strength and accuracy as of right now. It could have just been a series of unfortunate events that we didn't really get to see a showcase Logan Smothers um, mm-hmm. like we should like we we should have seen. It mm-hmm. could have just been whatever. Um, but if let's say that it is a reality that Logan Smothers doesn't have a strong enough arm and doesn't have an accurate enough arm to actually play quarterback. I hope that he doesn't do a McCaffrey thing where McCaffrey leaves exactly. two different two different schools to play quarterback, can't end up playing quarterback and ends up as a slot receiver like we were talking about <laughs> last year and the year before. Like dude just needs to go play as an athletic skill position uh and use his legs and his talent in those areas of of uh of football and well, that's what he's doing now. And if he would have just stayed yep. here, that's probably what he would have done anyway. And so mm-hmm. it's just a bummer yeah. that we lost out on that, on those wheels and, and that that speed talent that he had. If Logan Smothers can get trained up with, uh, with uh, uh, Mickey Joseph and really hone in some skills with catching the ball, uh, dude could – could be an absolute baller for us in the inside slot um, or even on the outside. I don't know if, if we could tap into that talent, that talent pool with him, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. 
Um, or if or if Whipple wants to throw in a wildcat package. Oh yeah, yeah. You know something like wow. that where you know you've got a guy that's got the capability to run the ball as a, as a in the quarterback spot, even though he's not listed as a quarterback. So, yep, I agree with you. I think there's got to be a way to get his, his athleticism on the field. Um, and he's always said he's always maintained from day one, in spite of all the changes that have come down in this last uh, few months, he's always maintained. I'm a Husker through and through. I did not come here to not stay here. Um, he's all about following through on whatever he does uh, mm-hmm. for his commitments. So I have a lot of, a lot of respect for the kid. I still would not blame him to be honest with you. It wouldn't really completely kill me if he ended up going into the transfer portal because he wants to play quarterback. Cause there's it would almost hurt places to see out there that are going to run, Run some spread option, which is going to be his forte. But um, yeah, I've been yeah, a, it still would suck. I mean, didn't we have a guy like? Didn't we have a guy like a couple of years back that went from who was like behind Martinez forever, and then he got transferred to like uh, Illinois, and then he started for Illinois and came back against us and really tried to make a driving point to like showcase himself because uh, that would we have been didn't AJ Bush. That would have been AJ so. Bush in so. 2018 because he was a uh, he was a Riley recruit. And when Frost was hired, Bush then transferred to Illinois. I mean, how many graduate transfers? Yeah, then we had a guy go to Rutgers. We had uh, a. How many players do we need to have be like so good when we have them leave because we don't utilize them? I mean, I don't want to say Smothers is going to be like our Taysom Hill where we just have him be a tight end to a quarterback to whatever we can need him to be. (laughs) Because, I mean, it feels like you almost feel for the guy that's been here for what, three years? He's a junior now, or is he going on senior? So, junior year. so I mean, you, you, want him sophomore. To, you want him to get that play. Yep. Yep. I agree. I, I'm, I'm right there with you guys on, on the, the story coming out of, of spring is going to be what happens with, um, with Logan Smothers. Does he stay in the quarterback room? Um, and is he going to be happy probably playing third fiddle to yeah. Purdy and Thompson? And I really, from what I saw in the spring game, I'd say it's a really, really, it's will be a really, really close battle going into and he, spring. And he knows Smothers has Thompson to feel that because mm-hmm. he's just, you know, you, you, you're right to Martinez leaves. You have that spot now and you're looking at it and it's right there in front of you. Then all of a sudden and you then, get Texas yep. and then you get Purdy come in and it's like, yep. what, it's just gone. But you, and, but I mean, I feel like the only thing he has mm-hmm. to really overcome, not even his throwing ability and all that is just the pressure itself. I feel like it's all in his own self that he needs to hit this bar in his head. But I mean, some people need that. We'll see how he okay. responds. We'll see how he responds. That's a good take. Both of you, those are good takes. Um, anyway, that pretty much wraps up everything we have to say about the spring game. I don't think I could add anything more than what you guys have brought to the table. Uh, this was an outstanding discussion. Um, next time we get together on StreamYard here, Scott, we're going to be hanging out again with the Husker Cuzcast yeah. and my buddy uh, Michael Diamond from down in Alabama, who also happens to be the guy that won the plus minus game last year, Luke. So he's going to hang out with us in the Cuzcast in, in May. And we're going to the topic that night. We'll be picking our black shirts, who we think should be black shirts Ooh. this year, and maybe even picking who their backups might be. So it should be a fun discussion. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And that will be May 15th at 7.30 p.m. That's a Sunday night, central daylight time, of course. And again, I will reiterate, I cannot wait till next year when we spring forward and we stay forward. 
that'll be awesome. Um, yes. As far as the where you can find us, you can find us, of course, on Facebook and Twitter at GenRedPod. Our email is GenRedPod at gmail.com. And we have two websites now that are active. <laughs> I started playing around with PodPage, and it came out that it puts out a really, really nice website. So I'm in the middle of trying to figure out how to disconnect our domain from the place that I'm hosting our website now and getting it set up with PodPage so we can still be genredpod.com, but then it goes to the PodPage site. But if you want to go see both of those websites, it's uh, genredpod.com or podpage.com slash genredpod. You can listen to the show right there in your browser. You can download it, or you can subscribe to the show via your favorite link to your favorite podcast app that's provided for you right there on the website, or just search in your favorite app. Subscribe, like, share, Make sure you leave us a rating and a review. It helps folks find us. Anyway, Luke, it's been an absolute blast having you on here. Oh, it's, it's been it's, great it's, it's, being nice, here. it's nice having another voice in here to uh, help keep Scott and I from monologuing too much. You know, I've been doing a very good job. <laughs> I tried so hard when I came in. I'm like, oh, just don't swear. Just don't swear. And I don't think I oh, did dude. much. I don't think I did much no. at all. Nope. Just, you didn't at all. Nope. I don't think my you mom, did. I think I was the only one who swore. My mom can watch this and be proud. You know, she tried calling out, me Mom. five minutes into this. I literally sent out a text. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be on Scotty's podcast in a bit. Uh, check it out. And then, <laughs> like, literally, right when we went on live, the, the, the theme song went by, and all of a sudden, I'm like, you're just FaceTiming me? You're going to FaceTime me? Oh, I just swore. Uh, yeah. And I just swore. There oh, it is. It's all I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> you're fine you're fine you're fine i can i can bleep that you were by yourself talking oh, i can bleep my mom that. will It'll appreciate the censorship uh, it, it'll be it'll, it's all good man it's all good <laughs> anyway this has been a heck of a lot of fun and uh doggone it it's gonna be august scott before we do another episode of generation red but at least we've got three more uh live streams with the husker cuscast over the next three months so that'll be fun there you go. anyway on behalf of mr luke merrill who will uh, refrain from hiding my wife's paper towels from now. Oh on. wow, Maybe. that's a that's a that's a statement. That's a long statement. There. <laughs> yeah, anyway, right. on behalf of Luke, who will definitely not listen to what I just said because that's who Luke is. And that's cool. <laughs> and Scott and myself together, we're Generation Red. We really appreciate you watching, and we're here to remind you every single week that Iowa's corn still sucks, and yeah, there is no place like Nebraska. Go be The snap is down, the kick is up, the kick is get that way, and the kick is good. Sats throws, batted down, intercepted it, Dominic Sue, Sue to the 20, 15, Hawkins, crapsing, knocks him, touchdown, Sue. <laughs>